This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here as always with Chris Valente. Chris, how are you, my friend? I am great, Rob. How are you? Some exciting news on the Crane family front. There is some exciting news on the Crane family front. Uh, my wife is expecting child number two. Mazel tov. It is Passover. Uh, so have mazel tov. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, my wife did a, um, a very good job of uh you know doing the whole post she was a she's a she likes to write and all that good stuff so she did a great job uh, about writing the post on our social stuff and i just wrote like here we go again and shared what she did it was a it was a beautiful baby announcement Uh, i can only uh warn you that two is more than one (laughs) when it (laughs) comes to children (laughs) thanks Um, for that and your life is about to be better because you sometimes will have a quasi babysitter with maddie watching the baby oh that's good i didn't think about that but you will also understand that two is more than one so when it's only like when it's just you kids by a hundred percent when it's just you and then the two kids that's when the fun begins yeah um we'll see how this goes i mean uh, you're playing zone defense you're playing zone defense when it's you and the two kids because yeah right when one's Um, burning down the house the other one's putting something up its nose which one do you go to that's the the fun part i'm gonna be calling you and saying what the hell am i doing you nobody knows so just go with it as long as they're alive you're 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 winning yeah you're winning half half the battle yeah so um and so when, when's the baby due? When's the baby due? August 27th. I question that, though, because they just had, you know, one of the big check-in points is 20 weeks, and uh, they do all the checks, right? So they make sure everything's good. And luckily, everything was good. Uh, not going to And um, they said the baby is giant. <laughs> it's in the 90th percentile. Of, Poor Amy. Yeah, right? So... Not something that uh, wants to hear is when the doctor goes, thing's got a huge head. Oof. Yeah, right? It's like, oh. She's like, sign me up for the C-section now. Birth that wants to hear. Well, that is the best news of the week, especially in the climate that we've been in. So that is awesome. Congratulations. My And uh, Amy is going to do a, some something good. I'll have to figure out a way to get this posted and stuff, too. I'll obviously do it on uh, social. But um, so we've gone through some extra challenges i'll call it to get pregnant twice and amy has really on her has created uh about it's probably six or seven parts that totals like a half an hour video uh on and we've kind of so we were in uh it was an ivf it was an ivf baby yep and um so she's got to do a billion shots yeah no it's terrible 
uh, we recorded ourselves on our iPhone of like giving the shots and Amy recorded herself when she would have to go to the doctor and we recorded ourselves when we would get good information, when we get bad information. Uh, so uh, IVF is this weird thing where people really hide it and it was kind of our way to like not hide it and kind of bring it out. So um, Amy, Amy did all the editing and all the video stuff. Um, so she was, uh, I'm not sure when that she's going to post some of those things, but uh, we'll keep an eye out for them now. Well, Again, Mazel Tov on Passover. So Thank that's you. exciting. We will have a new listener. That's yeah, right? a plus. <laughs> well, just, uh, you know, they, have, they do is like they play classical music to, uh, you know, babies in the womb. We'll just play front office features and I mean, see what happens. Probably start kicking, get me the hell out of here. But <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's fine. At least you get to feel the baby kick. Yeah, no, that'll, uh, hasn't, that hasn't happened yet. But uh, Amy thinks that it's, that it's, it's uh, coming pretty soon. Yeah, you're, you're getting there, right? So you're probably, what, like 18, 19 weeks now? I think it's going to be, when this releases, I think it'll be right at 20. 20 weeks. Yeah, you're getting there, right? Yeah, that's about, about when you're about to have an actual human being when you do the sonogram inside. Now, I'm sure everyone on, again, the young folks are loving this pregnancy young, talk. Yeah, the, <laughs> again, the, really the first 10 minutes of this podcast always is just like random stuff that we Yeah, whatever. It's our podcast and then we're in quarantine, so we're all going crazy. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, today we record this Thursday, April, no, Wednesday, April 8th. Um, Big happy birthday to former front office features guest and uh, mentor of mine, Marty Cordero. Uh, happy turned, birthday. Um, I think he turned 78 or something like that today. 70. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so I'm hopeful he joins us with our big event. He said he might uh, yes. coming up on Friday, which is our virtual happy hour. Uh, on Zoom. I've got a lot of RSVPs already, so everyone, you get there early, otherwise the room might fill up. I don't know how many people fit on Zoom. I think it's like 500, so you better, you might want to get there early. Is that how many people? Uh... I think Zoom can handle 500. The other thing, too, that everyone... So get there early in the sense that... So early is 9 o'clock Eastern is when this thing starts. Yeah, and also Zoom, because I think we have the free... Do you have the free Zoom or the paid Zoom? Well, I'm not paying for anything, so this right, is, so, a, is a free so Zoom. So the free Zoom lasts 40 minutes, and then everyone's kicked off, so... It's a forty. So it'll be a happy forty minutes. Exactly. So if you if you get if you don't show up until a half hour in, there's only ten minutes left. So that's why. Can we I just start there. like another one. Anyway, you could. Um, yeah, we could. So check our social for all the stuff. But it's Friday uh, at nine o'clock, and uh, the Zoom ID is nine three five six eight five three six seven. It should be fun, right? I have no earthly idea if it's just going to be you and I drinking or uh, other people will join us, but. Uh, I'm really oh, looking forward to this. I think it'll there'll be there'll be people. We just we were talking. We got to police this thing. We're gonna have to somehow keep the rowdy rowdiness down so everyone can hear each other speak. But we'll uh, we'll come up with an agenda and then we'll we'll have some fun. It's a Friday night at nine o'clock, which honestly it might as well be a Tuesday night at nine o'clock at this day and age, right? Yeah, it right. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter, really what day matter what night of the day it is. But anyway, so, uh, it will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I saw something online that was like, uh, there's really now three days in the week. It was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's pretty much accurate. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. There's, yeah. there's so coffee I'm, time uh, and wine time. It should be fun. I did uh, hear uh, from former front office feature guest uh, Sam Zapatka, um, who Sam has said he'll, he'll be there and he's looking forward to Your it. Your favorite and, interview. Uh, I was easily my favorite interview because it was the first one past – like people that I knew. So I didn't know who the hell he was before and just talked to him. And I found his story incredibly interesting. He travels all around the world. He's, you know, uh, doing awesome stuff. And 
Uh, he probably did the best job still to this day of people who worked college for what you really should, right? Like networking with people yep. and reaching out to alums and that kind of stuff. He did the best job. And, you know, now he's traveling the world with USA Soccer and is like a badass. Well, great segue, if, 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 as the people in the biz call it. Uh, networking. <laughs> In the biz? Yeah, people, people on the, the podcast biz. <laughs> Segways. <laughs> Sometimes we sound like such douches. <laughs> yeah, no, we're in the biz. We're in the biz. Um, we're in the biz. We get paid to do this for, for a living. Uh, so yeah, we had a poll on our, our new revamped social uh, media account on Twitter that yep. asked what did people want us to talk about. And networking during COVID-19 was the, the winner. We can touch on the other ones too, but that was the that one. So... Without so further there was, ado, there how, do we, thing, how do we network? So there was one thing that I saw today um, from a guy named uh, Brian Lick on LinkedIn. Brian Lick. Oh, no, Brian. Is, yeah, NBA guy. Right? Yeah, NBA guy, right? So he basically said in a nice long, not a super long, but a, uh, uh, a uh, on a LinkedIn post where basically saying that if you don't know the person on LinkedIn – and you are requesting to connect with them, cool. But say something, right? The blank connect, uh, he, he thought uh, just wasn't, uh, what wasn't, uh, he, he told you to reconsider your approach. Um, he goes, I just don't randomly accept requests or candy from strangers, which made me giggle. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I, I got what he was trying to say and, uh, and can appreciate that because um, I think that um, uh, that could, especially when you're just starting, you can basically just send a quick line of like, hey, just trying to expand my network. Would love to be able to connect uh, and, and uh, you know, follow what you're doing. Right? Can, I share, can I share something with you? Sure. So along those lines, this is, this is extremely dorky probably again, but I actually kind of get excited when someone sends me a note when I have to hit the show more button and what's it going to say? <laughs> like, I know how you feel, though. I know how you it's feel. like, oh, what's this going to say? Like, what is this person offering me? What's, what is this conversation going to be? And nine out of ten times, it's absolutely gibberish. It means nothing. But I'm like, oh, this is better than just a random LinkedIn request. So, yeah, I, right. I love that show more. But I'm like, oh, this is let, give me something to talk about here. So, yeah, yes, I, like, I agree I, with Brian's approach. I, I agree with Brian's approach. I, um, You know what's weird, too, that I, I cannot figure out? is LinkedIn's algorithms on shared posts, right? When you hit share yeah, and like you get no engagement when the original post got plenty of engagement. So like, why doesn't it work? It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It ho- it's all the social networks. I think when you share something, it, it doesn't resonate as well into everyone else's feed. I don't know why I, you're, there's smarter people out there that create those algorithms and have reasons for them, I'm sure. But you think that would be the opposite, right? If something's popular and shareable, yeah, when they go know. to the top of the feed? Yeah, because you'd see, like, if I'd scroll through, like, something you would have shared and, and there's not much likes on your thing, but there's a lot of likes on the other thing. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, um, it, Microsoft. It, 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 it is weird. So people want to talk to us, uh, us about networking. Um, there's some people who are saying now's a terrible time to network. Well, that's a terrible advice. I agree. It's terrible. So advice. I want to get your thoughts on that. But what do you think? Do you think, I, I, I mean, we obviously know the answer, at least our opinion to this. 
But like now's like a great time to network, right? Yeah, it's about how you approach it too matters, right? You got to be empathetic in your email and your approach versus being completely tone deaf. So, yeah. it, but in regarding people's free time and availability, it's at a peak level. Um, so, if you're not using this time, I mean, I, I've actually gotten a lot of people. I know you and I even spoke to the same person this week. People reaching out in in our own industry just looking to expand their network who already are in the industry. And I, I've had a couple of those calls. So I, I uh, um, his name was Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. I forget your last name right off the top of my head. Gilligan? Is it Gilligan? It might be. Um, there was something about that. And Dan reached out and just said, hey, man, I'm during this time. I'm just trying to expand my uh, network and wanted to talk about a couple of things. I said, awesome. Would love to talk about it. And we talked today. And I was pushing my daughter on the swing because it was like three o'clock, and by the time three o'clock comes out, she needs to like run around. And um, I, uh, and we had a good conversation. We talked for a half an hour, and it was um, it was it was great. I would do more and more. Yeah, he and I exchanged war stories because I was obviously at the Devils before it was Harris Blitzer, so we were comparing notes on what the culture was like and so forth. So yeah, and then I talked to some other folks last week too that are already in the business. So I think now is an amazing time to network specifically people who are trying to break into the business by sending a personalized note to, to, to Brian's point uh, on what you're trying to accomplish, express empathy saying, obviously you're probably dealing with a lot right now on your plate, trying to navigate what we're all dealing with in this industry and in this world for that matter. And that person more than likely will respond in a positive. I mean, Michael Scott, has had three MLB GMs reply to him in the past week. He is just kicking ass. But, like, if general managers are replying to you at this time, you can get the business folks to reply as well. I mean, general managers don't even know what to do because they're so used to being in control and over their players and schedules. Like, athletes and all those guys run by so much of a routine. This has just blown their world completely up. That if they're taking the time to respond... The CRO will respond as well. Yeah, but I think, too, one of the things when you get to that level of, I would say, a Major League Baseball general manager or pick a, a sport with that, is that you just can't be going and say, hey, I want to know more of your background and how did you get from no. yeah. college to there, right? That's not the approach to that is going into this and say, one of the things we use Mike as a, a example a lot, but he's a worthy example, is like he's got all of these things that he did on his own, right? arbitration cases and he done he's just was uh posted on uh fan graphs and uh he's done a lot and he's basically sharing that information and looking for feedback from this well-crafted information right so he is put together the quote-unquote white paper and now is looking for feedback which is a hell of a lot different than reaching out and saying how did you get from College to general manager, right? Like, that, that, those are two totally different conversations. Yep. One, you'll have a conversation with somebody. The other, there's no freaking chance. Right. It's like if you're in sales and you're reaching out to the CMO, it's a different note than if you had sent a note to the, the marketing coordinator. It's just different right. levels of people, how you do, approach differently. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So what's, okay, I say I agree, and you say approach differently. What's the approach? From a... What, from a sales outreach? If you're, or you're, yeah, from a sales side, right? We just kind of talked about the, we'll call it 
baseball operations, but insert sport operations. CMO, you better be very, very succinct, very short, and to the point, coming with a solution to whatever you're reaching out for versus a long, drawn-out note thinking that you're going to solve the world's problems in one introductory email. Do you think it's the same thing when you're talking about networking right now? So you want to talk to a CMO yes. Uh, yes. of a sales team. So There's- off the top of your head, you're a 22-year-old, and you want to go talk to John Clark from FSM. Yep. What does your note sound like? Hey, John. Uh, obviously sensitive to what you're probably dealing with on your end, as I am as well in college, but would love to get some time to make an introduction and learn more about your career path to see if I can emulate it at some point. Do you have some time this Friday? Thanks. Short to the point, right at it. And one of the things I liked is you uh, you gave him a time. Yes. Ask for that's the, an old sales trick, right? That's It uh, is. That's well, when you... It, this is the other... So that's an, it's an old sales trick, but it's also... I was... I've been, it's been ingrained in me that your time, the person on the other end of that email is just as valuable as other person's time, right? So you're taking the time to write that note and you're asking for the same respect back of someone replying one and also giving you that half hour. And it's, it's okay to ask for the business in that sense and provide, and that also gives someone to respond to No, Friday doesn't work, but how's next Tuesday, right? Right. And it's not just this random ambiguity, like, oh, you know, what's the next couple of weeks look like? No, no. If you if you leave it open ended, that's much easier to ignore. Forever open ended. It's just it's much easier to ignore and not have to respond to. And it's just too ambiguous because a CMO's calendar, in a given or anybody's calendar that's busy doing work, it's it's crazy. So they're not going to sit there and go, let me look at uh, the next three days. Like, no, are you available Friday at nine a.m.? If so, can I call you? Right. I, I, I really like to see that it's good information for someone to take back. Yeah. Keep it short, sweet, to the point. Like it's like state your objective, state, state what you're looking for, and then just ask for the business. And it's, Lucino, it's not sales. It's just like, it's just networking. When we, so the first interview ever is Larry Lucino, right? Um, Lucino, um, I am not a good writer. I'm just, that's not my, not, not my good thing. I would just rather talk. But Lucino is an excellent writer, Princeton, the whole thing. So he very much values that. And he goes, he will always say to me, Rob, have a good topic sentence. What do you want? Right? So like that first sentence yep. has got to be clear, succinct, and what you're trying to accomplish. If you ramble or kind of veer off the path and try and think by, by showing and doing more is going to grab their attention... Uh, historically, I would tell you you're you're wrong because those people have so little free time that when you can grab their attention with a short, succinct, to the point note, you're going to get a much better response rate than if you're just blabbering on when this person... So think about how you open your phone, right? So you open an email on your phone and you see it just drag on. The first thing it goes like, oh, I don't want to read this. <laughs> like, but if you get something that's short, quick, and you're like... Boom, and you can digest it in one screen versus having to scroll. You're it's a happier top, person. It's being on like the top half of a website, right? It's, exactly. You don't want whatever you don't want the bottom third. You don't want really the below matter. the fold. You don't want to go below the fold, specifically to people who are extremely busy. Short, succinct. I've even seen and it's worked on me. People put start their email in the subject line. Now I would never do it. It's not my style. Like I don't I don't do it, but I've seen people do it. 
So what? Like, what do you mean? Maybe like they just I'm not start. It. They just start like the conversation, like in the subject oh. line, and like yeah, that's weird to me. It is weird I, to me I've too. Seen, but I, I, but I read it. I'm like, oh, because it's different and it stands out. But I would never. Yeah. I I personally wouldn't do it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just wouldn't. That's not my style. Yeah. But not the time to put your resume in there and go through bullet point by bullet point of you know, no your, your no again then they're not they don't care they like you're better off doing all that stuff on the phone and you're only think about your objective your objective on that outreach email is to get a phone call that's it that's your only objective you're not getting a job in this random outreach like, yeah right you're not you're, getting the job you're not getting a job in this one. you're looking to get the conversation that's that's your goal that's what you need to state up front. Like Larry said, the point of my email is well, actually. I know we're kind of rambling on here, but it's when I it's Corona Corona brain. We're not really rambling. I think this is good. This is good stuff. You just gave him an exact email to copy and paste into so, reaching out to Clarky. When I when I send an email on the sales side, the number the first thing in my first sentence is, I am the reason for my note is to reach the appropriate person who would handle company XYZ's marketing. That's it. That's like my first sentence. And that's like, if you would be, if you are that person, if you are the appropriate person, do you have some time this Wednesday for a call? If not, could you kindly point me in the right direction? Done. Done. And do you say anything about FSM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so in, in terms of like, I'll be like Fenway Sports Management with the marketing partnership arm of the Boston Red Sox or whatever, if I'm reaching out. That's some- always a nice thing thing to have yeah that's 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 a nice thing to have in the back pocket but in terms of if i'm trying to get a general conversation it's a little bit more broad if i'm going with a specific property i'm reaching out to for fsm i'll probably give a little bit more context into what i'm trying to actually accomplish but that i always have those those points in there of i'm looking for the appropriate person at company xyz to handle marketing are you that person Here's the other thing I've learned about people in the psychology of humans is they like to answer that question as yes, as I am the right person. <laughs> yeah, like people right? like to feel whether they're not like they like to feel like embodied in terms of like this is I am responsible. And I've gotten more people to answer the other question. No, I'm not. But here who's is, which then gives me the lead into the right where I'm supposed to be going. So I've always used that in terms of for years now of those couple succinct sentences that's worked for me to get at least on the phone. And that's the end result. I, I, I'm not making a sale on that email. I, my end result is to get on the phone to make sure you're even a qualified prospect, right? That's it. And how much of your cold reach out, right? You didn't know those person, people is via email or via what is it all? Is it all email now? No, is I'll go to link. I'll call? go to link. No, I don't. I've, rarely cold call um just because the it's just it's harder in what's in sponsorship uh and I, I also i don't know i'm i'm i have this thing in my back of my head and this ticket sales is different so ticket sales people don't take this and no one take this this is just my when i get phone calls now i'm like ugh. but <laughs> 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 it's like robo calls like who's calling me so whatever but uh, i've used linkedin very successfully um in terms of messaging people Do you have the linkedin premium no, I don't. I did, and I got rid of it. I didn't need it. Um, but I've used LinkedIn very successfully. So LinkedIn's not going to be a sponsor of our podcast right now? I, no, I love LinkedIn. I just didn't think the premium for what we were doing and what we could 
do other ways to get a hold of people was necessary. Um, uh, and then I've I've used Twitter to get someone's attention. I've used Twitter to research people just in seeing what like they post, right? Like there's just a, yeah. a ton of information there on what ticks, makes them tick. But majority of my connections come through email uh, outreach. But I've used other ways when it gets like I if I feel like this person needs to talk to me, I'll get get more creative and go deeper on that person. Needs to talk to you. You're the man to be talking to, talking to. Well, I mean, just like I feel like if we finally do get on the con- a phone conversation, it'll be positive for both of us versus gotcha. like I, they need to talk to me because of who we are. I, like I'll usually sometimes have this like this really strong feeling of like if I was that marketing person, I would do this. And that's when I yeah, get like right. fired up. Yeah, no, those are the, those are the good ones. I also think a good networking thing is what we did earlier this week um, when we uh, talked to the students from Texas A and M. Yeah, that was great. I had that was a blast. I've gotten so they probably yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah, they've all, all reached out on LinkedIn. It's amazing. Yeah, right. Smart, smart, very smart. I, that's that's a smart thing to do. But I also think one. If you are part of a sports management club or part of one of those sports business associations, call us. We'll zoom into a class. We'll we'll do whatever. Right? We we call everybody that. right now. Ask everyone to be joining your class to come talk <coughs> and network with you. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't be asking everybody in this industry. Like, if that's who your target is, that's a way easier way to approach somebody to get it in in with them. Right. Like, That's a great point. It's, then it's like, oh, yeah, I was in that class. That was great. I had a good time. It's a way easier way. So, like, yeah, no, I, I, I think to, to answer the question, because we've had some feedback from some of our, our, our listeners that people have said, hey, it's not a great time to reach out. I'm like, okay, well, when is a great time? And if we're up to normal and you're, you're running at full speed anyway and the baseball is playing or football is playing, like, there's never a great time. There's just no. there's just differences of how you approach it and being tone deaf we would not recommend. Correct. It goes back to one of my golden rules. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. And don't be like annoying someone to get a call, right? Like pestering them every day like if they're not responding they're clearly dealing with something, but you can't just send one note either and be like, "Oh, I'm done. I tried. They didn't call me back." You should send a follow-up yeah. a week later. There's a lot to learn and from a sales perspective to a networking perspective as you try to expand it, right? Because it's trying to do the same thing. You're trying to get someone on the phone. And this is what we try and tell everybody. Look, sales, if whether you're actually your full-time responsibility is sales or if it was PR, if you're in PR and you're trying to get a hold of a reporter and you send one note and you're like, oh, the reporter didn't respond, I'm done. Like, no, you have to follow <laughs> up. Like, that's the way that's, like, it's, it's, it's the, those principles apply to almost every role we're just doing it, trying to get people to give us money at the end of it, where other people are trying to get something else like out of it, whether it be to cover up a story that they don't want running in the front page of the time. <laughs> so like, there's all those principles still apply, and networking is the same thing. Your, your end result is you're looking for a conversation instead of looking for a contract. Like You want the phone call. Why do you want the phone call? And if, you, if I do want it, this is when I want it. So like, just apply those same principles to anything you're doing in life, and that's how it works. Like. Networking is no different than trying to get a hold of your best friend to go to pick out what movie you want to see. That's a terrible example what? for you. I'm terrible not, not, terrible I, example. I, I, I don't want to go to any movies. Terrible example. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any. If anyone wants to go play golf, I'll go play golf with them. You would, we should probably, yeah, there's going to be a Can lot. Can you play more. golf in Massachusetts? 
Can you know? No. I don't think so. I think right. everything's kaput. Um, you guys you just extended talk? your uh, shelter in place, Rhode Island. Did they? I haven't looked at that. Yeah, May 17th now. Oh, Jesus. Um, all right. Can we talk about at least maybe some sports business news? Yeah. I mean, there is there is news. There's news every day, it seems like. There's news every day. Do you have any thoughts, being a baseball guy, about what the uh, ESPN article uh, in regards to Arizona? First, yeah, I've got thoughts. My first thought was this this shit is crazy. It's crazy. The logistics of this seem to be on seem to be tough. Yeah, no, look, I, I want it to happen. My I opinion, it, right? No one's this I, is not my opinion reading it from the top opinion. level, top level down, it seemed like a hard thing to pull off. Logistics. It does. I agree. The logistics of this like just seem And there's definitely some pitfalls you gotta have to navigate. Like if someone did get sick or there's definitely older people involved in baseball, such as the managers and the coaches and Yeah, right. Dusty Baker's a manager now this year, right? Yeah. Seventy? He's gotta be more than that, maybe, right? So like there's the umpires are all older, right? They're typically older guys. It's I don't know. I I'd love to say that's the magic bullet and that'll work. I they're trying everything. This is what I will give baseball a million percent credit for this because as it's been traditionally known as behind the curve of, of, yeah. of, of generally ideas and marketing, good on them that they're looking at literally every possible angle rather than just being like, oh, nothing we can do now. Let's just sit around and wait for this they're to go away. They're trying like hell. They're, they're trying, trying like, like hell. hell. And that is all you can ask for as a fan and an employee. Whether that exact plan is the, what comes to fruition – I don't know. I'd probably call it a long shot just based yeah. on a lot of stuff that would have to happen to make that come to a reality. But I'd also be nervous for baseball and the players in that scenario. But look, it's clear the public wants sports back. It's clear somebody we need more than just like Disney Plus to watch on a regular basis in our houses. <laughs> it's people are going to start going crazy. Um I won't be far behind. I feel like at this point, but it's a uh, it's a it's a crazy plan that sometimes crazy plans just may work. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah, right. It's. Uh, I mean, the NHL is looking at playing in like North Dakota because there's so few cases and so few people there that they would go do a playoff system in North Dakota. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're also talking about like Manchester, New Hampshire is like using that arena, and for like there was talks about like a four seed playoff. That they just why in Manchester, New Hampshire does it New size Hampshire of arena? A... I, I guess size of the arena and maybe it's not as bad up there. I don't. I haven't been following Manchester's COVID cases, but I, my parents live uh, the town next to Manchester. My sisters went to Manchester High School. Manch Vegas, baby. Manch Vegas. Right? <laughs> Manch Vegas. Uh, so yeah, I mean this the, the leagues are trying, which is also a good. Hey, we're gonna segue number two to the NBA. Oh, the NBA. The um, this horse thing. Could be, I would be watching every second of this. I think everybody would. Right. How can you not? So, because right now, what? It's Chris Paul, Trey Young, Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. I don't know if there's, it might be a fourth, but the problem, the problem with I think those, there's someone from the WNBA. Oh, that's, and they might, oh, they're going to have NBA legends too that are re, uh, recently retired. They haven't announced who that was. You know why? So someone will gamble on it. Oh my God. Yeah. Someone's going to gamble. My next question is who do you think it is? I don't know. I bet it's like a Ray Allen, someone that can Which, shoot from 
ever. You, you can't be Ray Allen. Have you, Ray, I saw Ray Allen yesterday. He's gr- he's grown out his hair. He said he's not he's grown sha- out his hair. He's not shaving until Corona goes away. He's unrecognizable. You gotta Google it. Ray Allen does not look like Ray no Allen. No kidding. I learned something new. He's he said Ray Allen. He, and he's shaving his head. He's not, not shaving. Growing his and hair. And he's calling on all NBA bald guys to join forces with him to stop shaving until Corona goes away. It doesn't look like Ray Allen. I was like, who, who is this guy? He looks it's a completely different human being. Because you've never not seen Ray Allen with a shaved head. Oh my God! Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That is. He should shave his head. It's Jesus Shuttleworth right there. That's that's I I know the reference. I've never seen the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just the worst person. I, ever. I mean that movie's like 20 something years old. I whatever. Um I'm not even gonna, right. I'm not going down that that rabbit hole. But yeah, I don't know. Ray Allen could would be amazing. Um Vince Carter just retired, right? Cuz so, here's the thing. Yeah, but thinking, he still counts as he played this year. But you got to think like Zach Levine is a dunk champion. Like what is? Yeah, but I, maybe no dunking. Because if he does a three sixty dunk, like what are you yeah, going to do? Everyone's screwed. Uh, AI would be great. What if they just bring back Jordan? Jordan's not doing any of that. Why? I just don't think he would. I don't know. I, th- that would be amazing. They brought out Jordan. They brought out. I don't think it's big enough. Oh, for Michael oh, Jordan. you know who would be great at horse? Who? Larry Legend. Larry, bring back the Larry Bird, Larry um, Bird and Michael Jordan, Jordan, Jordan versus Bird commercials. Get, what? The NBA should hire it. We're, we're going to consult right now for the NBA. How is it <laughs> a Jordan versus Bird competition? Do you remember the video game Jordan versus? Yes, Bird? Yes, I do. I it do was a remember. Great video game, Nintendo. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they'll bring out Chuck, little Charles Barkley. No, Charles can't. I don't think he can move. He doesn't need to move. He needs to shoot. It's horse. He's yeah, shoot. but I don't. I think he got to be in better shape than Charles looks like he's in shape right now. <laughs> Shaq, but Jack. That was. You can't. You can never shoot. So I think it's got to be a shooter. That is my thing. It's not going to be a big guy. It is going to be a. a, a give shooter. me, give me Larry. Give me Larry and Jordan. And then what about I, you Reggie want ratings? Miller. Oh, that he would. He he'd have a shot. Well, Curry's in it, right? No, Curry's not in it. No, it didn't say. It didn't say. Uh, yeah, because he wouldn't be fair. Curry. I mean, that's the other problem. If Reggie Miller or like those guys, that's not even fair. Like those guys can't shoot like them, can they? I don't know. I mean, Reggie Miller's one of the greatest shooters ever. That's what Maybe. I'm saying. No, he, they would win. They'd smoke the they'd smoke the current guy. Yeah, but I mean, he's also 50 or whatever. Yeah, he's still probably hit his threes. But yeah, no, NBA, our point here, long story short, <laughs> it would be We're a just ratings, dying to talk sports, too. It would be a ratings bonanza. People would love it. Uh, I'd watch every second of it. I couldn't wait. Oh, uh, I, and the Jordan documentary is coming out, too. It is. That's going to be through the roof. In terms of but, people watching. Um, you know, they always say six degrees of everything, right? Yes. Um, one of No, the, actually, it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but you don't watch movies, so you wouldn't be able to play that, that would be I, I wouldn't be able to get to Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Footloose. Footloose. Um, never seen it. Um, Me neither, actually. <laughs> oh, there we go. But one of the guys who was on our video team in uh, Pawtucket, probably in like 2016 or 17, um, left the Paw Sox to go in a dark room and cut all Jordan footage for like a year or two for this documentary. Oh, really? Yeah, he had like a legit job. But it was like, you know, 12 to 14 hours looking at Michael Jordan video. That's, a, that's an awesome job. 
pretty awesome job, right? And he was, you know, 20, right out of college, right? So 22, 23. The, uh, that documentary is going to be amazing. He's a fascinating. What is it? Probably four or five parts? Probably at least. I mean, he could. By the way, he's one of these guys. Uh, you know, I love Michael Jordan, right? He was right there growing up. Um, but if social media was around, <laughs> I feel like Jordan's legacy would be a hell of a lot different than the Michael Jordan's legacy that's around now. Uh, probably. But it was also, uh, it was probably amazing of how he somehow, without social media, was as big a star as he was. Right. He was um, like the biggest star ever. Like you couldn't, you couldn't watch him whenever you wanted to because we didn't have TV that you could watch whoever. You didn't have, you couldn't watch NBA games forever. It was just NBA whenever game. Jordan was on, you wanted to watch. Exactly. And then like, but the whole world knew him. And that was before TV, the way it was, before the internet. Like, every kid had a Michael Jordan poster. Everyone was a Bulls fan. It was, he was probably the f- first global superstar. Yeah. Nike and uh, the Spike Lee ad. And Is there anyone before him the- that's a global superstar at that level? Babe Ruth, maybe? I don't even know. I don't but know. not that, you know, it was global like the world was just but the world was just becoming global then right yeah it was you can't say like you know hank aaron right just no was, no he wasn't even basically a superstar here he just was the home run king yeah no i, I think it's jordan i think he's the first that someone else out there wants to throw us some suggestions on twitter or linkedin or facebook or it, what else we got instagram <laughs> what else do we got yeah. <laughs> quibby and <laughs> quibby snapchat <laughs> I don't know. Just do we, do we <laughs> just have... saying letters and <laughs> <laughs> do we have a, do we have a Snapchat? I don't no, know. I, I don't. I don't have a Snapchat account. We I gotta get our know. social person on that. We gotta get our social person on that. We need Snapchat. No, let's just focus the kids on are. what we focus on. Um, but yeah, Jordan documentary will be will be great. Baseball should figure out a way to do some like kind of home run derby. Like yeah, that's great. Do a home run derby in a in a somewhere out in Arizona. Like I mean, the players don't have to be with each other. They just bring up. They just need a pitching machine, and they're gonna be live streaming from whatever wherever they are. Or they could do something cool. You know, minor leagues do it the best. Um, some minor leagues have done like home run derbies from aircraft carriers into the water. What? Yeah, it was so like they would put buoys out there, and they would have people hitting home runs off aircraft carriers. That's when did the minor leagues do this? It was, I would say, it was, I, the team that did it, I think, was in San Diego. That makes sense. Uh, the Storm uh, did it out there. They did one. Um, I also want to say someone on the East Coast in Virginia did it one. Maybe the Richmond Flying Squirrels uh, did a home run derby off an aircraft carrier. That's, I got to find that video on YouTube. That's got to be really cool to see. I, I uh, yeah. it was. Probably- we should post that. We should post that. That's good That's content. good content. That's great good content. content. The C word. Content. 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 <clears throat> content. But and yes. The, and then um, the PGA had some announcements. Yeah. The Masters should be the par three. Today's what? Wednesday? Today should have been the par three. Yeah. You know, tomorrow when actually people listen to this thing. Um, that would be the first round of the Masters. And I always, before... Like when I would buy the app, the Masters app, and then have bring in uh, iPad, and then you could watch whatever group, whatever group you can watch. Amen Corner, uh, you could watch um, all kinds. You could follow a group. So I would put on Tiger, 
whenever Tiger was playing and then just follow Tiger uh, around. I mean, you and the rest of the country. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, right? I, I just, I was... You know what's uh, funny is most of our listeners don't appreciate Tiger Woods. Or no, or like, they don't. That. They don't. They don't. That. They don't understand or like remember his dominance because it was in the mid nineties. In the early, in the late nineties, early two thousands, there was bets Tiger or the field. Yes, that was it. So it was, it was like, and you would be. I don't know. Tiger Woods would just win. Sunday, right? Sunday, Tiger was the greatest thing ever. Like, and and if he was trailing, and they like. He would just he start creeping up down and you'd, three you'd, like three strokes, three four strokes. The guy at the top would crumble, and Tiger would just take it, and it was over. Just and if like he was leading, he never blew it. Soul. He was he he he's only lost like once, right? Going into a Sunday, right? With some and random that, Sunday, it own it own his soul. Oh it, my was, yeah, Tiger was, was up, he was physically better than everyone, but he was also just mentally better than everybody. He was a robot. you know I guess we're just fun to talk sports a little bit. We've actually been very lucky in our sports life, right? Like, we've had we saw Jordan. Yep. When Jordan was Jordan. Yep. You have Tiger Woods. Yep. Right. One a uh, uh, athlete, one of the great athletes of all time. Neither of us are Patriots fans, but Tom Brady's probably you know he's the greatest. Qu- yeah, the, he's the greatest, greatest quarterback uh, of all time. I've seen him, you know, countless times. Um. We've uh, also seen the Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux yep. uh, time of greatest hockey players that you could argue ever. Um, and LeBron. I just think, LeBron. And then throw in LeBron to that. And it's like and you're kind of in. And Kobe. And Kobe, right? Um, but there's just been some like really unique athletes say the last 20 years. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan in terms of watching greatness, like I want to watch someone dominate I, everybody. Like I, I told, I'd much prefer that. I told uh, Aim when um, LeBron was in the finals, he was like, "Why do you care about the finals so much? It's Cleveland and Golden State." I said, "Because you're gonna go look at, you're gonna forget, you're gonna go back and like, yeah, I watched LeBron James the entire time. One of the things I remember is like the Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics, uh, Cavs." Uh, when Paul Pierce and LeBron James would just go at it. And those were just like a lot of fun to watch. It's like, you know, uh, th- that's where your fanhood kind of. If still LeBron's comes in not as... in the finals, I which is not often, I watch much less. Really? Much less. And I don't, I'm not like a LeBron James like big fan. Like I don't love LeBron James, but I appreciate his greatness at his sport. And I would want, I don't want to not see that in action when he takes over and what he does because he is, he's that good. He's like must watch television versus. We could do a whole podcast if you, not only on LeBron James' athleticism, but his sports business prowess is unreal. (laughs) He changed the game, right? He, He went away from going from getting a sponsorship, right? Like McDonald's will pay you however many million dollars a year to getting equity. And ownership. Yeah, he owns Liverpool. Yeah, he's owned parts of Liverpool. How, how much else that was really good at that? Was Shaq. Shaq was good, good at Shaq, that. Shaq's that. been doing that a lot with equity, and he's worth a gazillion dollars now. Like, way more, more than he ever would have from NBA. You look up cool. on Shaq's business prowess. He's like the, gen, like the general gave him equity, like all that stuff that he does, Icy Hot, all equity. Really? Yeah. And then another uh, guy who was a mogul who's a real estate mogul is magic johnson 
Magic Johnson is unbelievable. What he had, he's done, you know, movie theaters. Uh, obviously, real estate was was a big part of it. Entertainment complexes. Yeah, like commercial, uh, big commercial real estate deals. Big commercial stuff. Like he is one of the guys. Yeah, no, he, he's he's worth a lot more than he ever would have been from playing NBA back when he did. But yeah, no, I mean, that's a whole podcast to talk the business of sports and athletes. That's you can go on that forever. But in terms of the good decisions, that's a good the, idea. We should do that. Yeah, we should do that. We get why not? It's our podcast, right? Right now, we and can, we we've, can do we've actually this is the first time I think we've actually really even like talk sports in our podcast. I, I, I agree. I were I think that also shows our hunger to like watch sports that. again. Yeah, we're we're watch we're dying. Um, we didn't get it to talk about it, and we're um, but Elliot Critchfield, uh. From the Nuggets was spectacular. I am. Uh, I was very appreciative of Elliot's time. Uh, someone we found through Instagram and asked him to come on. He was very appreciative. Uh, he was a Pittsburgh guy, uh, so we talked a little um, of that. Uh, he knew Jack uh, Jack Tipton. Of what a small world. There we go. I said I went to elementary school with him. Do you know him through the business, or do you know him back from Pittsburgh? Uh, he used to work, so Elliot used to work for the Pirates, and you know. Yep, makes sense. They all kind of are, are, are there. So he had a say, didn't he have a, didn't Elliot have a saying that you really liked or appreciated about not it's not who you know it's uh, it's not uh, it's not what you know it's not who you know it's who knows you. Great advice. Great advice. I say that too. Not on this podcast, but I'd I, I like that. I like that say. <laughs> it doesn't count unless it's recorded. That's true. Uh, uh, he stole it now, so it's fine. It's it could be Elliot's. But uh, no, he was he was great. Uh, I really love that quote because it kind of goes back to our networking thing, right? And we talked about you know you don't get buried in teamwork online, and um, not that we don't like teamwork online. Not that we don't like the teamwork online. You're right, um, but you can get buried in there, right? You can. So it's not what you know because you might know it all. Uh, it's not. Who you know, you might, oh, yeah, I know Chris Valente with her. But if Chris doesn't know you or you have had a relationship with you, then it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He also had a great one. Uh, don't chase the jersey, chase the boss. Great advice. Great advice. This was a quote fest. Were you guys just quoting each other quotes. back and forth? You just lobbing it right back and forth to each other? No, he was just telling me. You didn't, he was just you, telling me. You didn't give him any of your own quotes back? None of my quotes matter. They, they're, they're all like, you know, I need to be a better parent and don't bruise the booze. <laughs> don't bruise the booze. Hey, we're having the virtual happy hour. We are virtual happy hour. I think that'll be a good segue to uh, end this thing is virtual happy hour, Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, Zoom. All the ID stuff is on our social channels. Um it should be a lot of fun. I know I'm going to have uh, a Manhattan and uh, only drink if you're 21. We also don't want to be those guys who are like, oh, we just go on Zoom and drink with those guys. No, this also goes to one of my other rules. Don't be that guy or, you know, guy slash gal slash whatever. <laughs> whatever. In this day and age, I guess you got to say whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, but it also goes to, I uh, extend it, is don't be that guy. It's also like, don't be a douche. Right, as long as you live those by those rules, uh, you're okay in my book. You're okay. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I uh, yes, sir. Before we do wrap this up, because proud proud dad moment, I my son took his first swings the other day with me pitching. I to saw him. that on uh, Twitter. Yep, smoking them. Yeah, they uh, 
crush my and uh, I enjoy my daughter wants to go outside and play baseball, which is fun. And more importantly, I went out one time and uh, uh, I was on a call and Amy was watching Maddie and in the side yard, uh, I said, "Where's Maddie?" She goes, "Oh, she's just hitting golf balls on the side yard." That's amazing. So she uh, got like a little. Did your heart little, just like skip a beat? Explode! Like, I'm, I was like, "I'm done." I've, I I've, hope that's the you, answer. You should quit while you're ahead. You've been a parent. You've got your daughter playing golf. It's all done. You just move yeah, on. It, it was uh, that was that was the first was child. The first child's good. Continue. Now now you can screw up the second child. <laughs> yeah, right. I've done a good job so that's, far. That's what the pro- that's the problem. The second child. Yeah, that one, my my daughter. The and we also haven't like, um, when yeah, the, with the first child, I was like, all right, we're gonna go do the room and all this stuff. Like, Amy and I have like barely talked about like where the kid's gonna sleep. Second it's child, like second child. By this time, the to- last time when Maddie was oh here, my god, the I second feel like one we had color schemes and stuff already on order, and now it's like, should we probably should talk about this at some point right second one is so much easier in a sense of you're not scared that you're gonna break it (laughs) (laughs) you know like you like when you're changing a diaper and like it's like you realize like this thing is pliable (laughs) this baby this baby bounces if i kept the first one alive i keep the second one alive and you're, you're a little bit looser with your rules and guidelines i would say um which makes the second child tougher I can see that. I can see that. Well, I live. I struggle to live with with. Uh, I live in generally in loose guidelines. I, you live above the law. Um, <laughs> I will say this, truly. Congratulations to you and Amy. That's thank amazing. You, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. We needed good news in this time. That is the only thing that matters is stuff like that. So, again, Mazel Tov. Happy Passover, everybody. We. Uh, I don't know how to say goodbye in in, in Jewish or Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> We should just end this now. We're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> let's, let's end it. Oh, someone, someone who uh, of the Jewish faith can uh, can teach us. How oh, to say goodbye we got an, we got an answer on. Uh, before we wrap this up, we oh, did get an answer. How many try times we try to wrap this thing up? We someone reached out about gyro and y- euro. Oh, he said euro. Yeah, you're you're. I think like euro, like you were right. You were right. Like, like euro, as in like European. Yeah, like euro instead of gyro. How would you say it? Euro. Yeah, Euro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Euro. I was wrong. Right. Well, can we can we record that? And just it's that not Gyro. It's not Gyro. The person lived in what they live. They lived in Greece. He lived in like Greece. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, well, to anybody you would know. All right, you win. You win. It's not Gyro. It's it's Euro. We'll take that to the bank. I'll see you <laughs> later.